All right, welcome back, Owl Nation, to the Owl Olympic podcast number five. I'm Riley Robinson, and today I'm accompanied by Kendall Majette, Bryce Gobert, and Jordan Griffith is back with us. Um, so we don't have an interview today, but we are wanting to highlight all these sports because we are getting almost into the postseason for volleyball, soccer, a sun finals this weekend, and wrapping up golf, tennis, and cross country. So we have a lot to talk about with all of these sports and how a couple of them will be going on to their spring seasons in a couple months. So we will be starting with Bryce today. Give us the updates for golf and cross country. Yeah, so we'll start off with uh, cross country here. Um, they just wrapped up the ASUN Championships this past weekend, October 30th, and they actually had a pretty good weekend. Uh, in the women's 5K, Sarah Hendrick finished 10th, Katie Meyer finished 13th, Naya Hernandez finished 24th. There's a couple other uh, people that placed. So an overall pretty good weekend for the women's cross country team. For the men's, Gavin Frick and the 8K race, he paced at a 25.09, so a really good pace for him. Mikkel Williams and Cole Williams finished 33rd and 41st as well so very good outcome for the entire ace on championship for the cross-country team for women's golf no new updates here they had their last tournament the palmetto intercollegiate where they finished sixth and for men's golf their last tournament was the steelwood collegiate invitational where they finished 14th but they do have a little bit of a break until their their spring season starts as you mentioned coral creek club invitational on february 28th that's when they're starting actually i was wrong about women's golf they do have one more tournament this the mercer invitational november 8th and ninth, so that's next Monday and Tuesday down in Macon. So good luck to them as well. And I know that cross country starts the NCAA South Regional this upcoming week as well. So good luck to them. We do know that a bunch of these 5K runners are our track and field runners as well. Yeah. So what have you seen from this cross country team that is good coming up for the spring into the track season? Well, I mean, you see their finishes and where, where they finished in cross country season. Uh, I, I think that shows a lot about where they're going to be during the track and field season they're they're doing good in distance so i think we're gonna have a really strong advantage in the distance portion but i think definitely don't count out the uh the team as well for short distance thank you for that bryce and thank you for those updates and we will go to kendall now for tennis thanks riley so nothing new with tennis men's and women's again women's tennis just finished their wofford invite so that was the conclusion of their fall season men's tennis did finish the ita southeast regional championships this past weekend and it was from what I heard one of the toughest championships in the country so um, I heard that both doubles and singles did really well and that's good for men's tennis so both women's and men's tennis have concluded their fall season and they will join back again for dual match play January 2022. What have you because they will obviously pitch, pick up with match play coming this spring where they're going to be facing their ASAN opponents Kendall so what has stood out for so far in all these tournaments for this tennis team? And what do you see potentially coming up as they take on their ASUN contenders? From what I've seen so far from both of these teams, they played really, really well against these big competitors. I mean, just like I said, the ITA Southeast Regional Championships for the men's was one of the biggest in the country. And they played really, really well against their components. They put up a fight. They've been able to communicate well with their teammates, um, especially in doubles play, in order to come back and really score big points against these teams. What I see, what I see for the future 
um, with dual match play, I think that it's going to be a really good turnout. I think that they're going to really put up a fight against these schools. All right. Thank you so much for that, Kendall. And on to volleyball now. We have some big updates for this team. These girls have been on fire. They haven't played here in the Convocation Center for about two weeks now, but they have definitely made a statement. So they only do have four regular season matches left before the postseason. They take on Stetson tomorrow, which is Friday, who is fourth in the East Division, and then FGCU, who is first place in the East Division on Sunday. So they are currently on a seven-match win streak. That is insane. They win eight and one in October, which was a record for number of wins in a month for this the school history in this program here. Their previous record was October 2019 when they went seven and one. So they got one more win to beat that record and, and two wins this weekend against Tetson tomorrow night. And then FGCU on Sunday could possibly put them just not tied for second, but at second. FGCU ha- is undefeated in the ASUN play so far. So they're currently, like I said, Kennesaw State is tied with North Florida for second. So this could bump them up to actual second and put North Florida at third. Um, so just a couple highlights from this past weekend. They played Liberty last Friday, and it was a tough win honestly they were down one set to zero and they fought back and won three to two chastain of course lauren chastain is still on fire with her 10th double double of the season she had 16 kills and 18 digs and that was her season high was 18 digs and and for lauren chastain to be an outside hitter and obviously she's going to rack up the kills for her to get 18 digs is amazing that just shows her versatility around the court and how she can be used anywhere and then also too i want to talk about senior jasmine brown she has had a late run in the season she set out last year like the 2021 spring season not necessarily last year but last semester because of COVID, she opted out. But she's had a late run this um, season. She had a career high against Liberty with eight blocks, and she's been racking up the kills. She's been on a good run late in the season, so we have to give props to her because she has totally shown out. Yeah, well, first of all, I'm just glad to be on the podcast with you guys. Uh, It's been a while since I've been on here, but I'm back, and I'm ready to talk some volleyball. And I think the thing that impressed me the most about this team, I know you guys probably talked about it on the previous episode, but the win against University of Florida at home, that was – the statement game of the season. That was the game where they looked in the eyes of the dominant team or one of the one of the more dominant teams outside of Florida Gulf Coast. They looked them in the eyes and said, "We're going to bring power at the net. What are you going to do about it?" And they were able to just pretty much dominate late in the sets. I mean, it was such a it was such a close game at the same time. Um, but they they brought power to the net. They brought the energy. And I just can't wait for them to be back home. We're gonna I'm gonna be able to miss this this Friday game, but we'll be on the call for the Sunday game. And uh, any time that the, the, the queens of the court can come back to them, play some volleyball in front of us, it's, uh, it's quite the sight to see. I totally agree with you, Jordan. I was at that game against North Florida a couple weeks ago, and it was electric, honestly. Like, it, yeah. it was crazy that how they came back. And going into that game, I didn't think they were going to pull it out, honestly. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, I don't mean to undermine them in any way, but, like, I really didn't. So those girls proved everybody wrong in that court for sure. Right. It, it was coming into that game, Kennesaw State was, I think, hovering close to around 500 there, I think maybe a couple games above. And it, it was such a, a hot and cold season. And with so many returners, you thought, hey, they would just they would start hot. Didn't quite happen right out of the gate, but they're hot right now. I mean, so many straight wins. They're able to put together sets. And that, that's something I think they struggled to, to get early in the season. 
they're putting together sets, and, man, they, they look good doing it. They are absolutely obliterating teams that they need to. Um, and, again, it, they're, they're really fun to watch. And that, that UNF game was, again, the statement win of the year, I think, to, to kind of start this run. And they got to go back and do it again at away at UNF, and that's going to be another yeah. big game for them. I mean, you can beat them once. Can they beat them twice? And I think if they can beat them twice, I think that that team's going to be something special to watch in the playoffs. Yes, I for sure agree. That game was the turning point for their season, for them to be on a seven-game win streak right now. But I do want to go back to you, Jordan, since you are the play-by-play analyst for a bunch of these volleyball games. What do you personally think it'll take for this team to go far in the postseason with only four more games left in the regular season? Uh, you, you know, um, there's, there's a lot of things. But I think when it comes down to the errors, and usually there's a correlation with this team with playing sloppy and, and – sometimes not having that, that full-fledged energy that you need to compete in a high-level volleyball game. Um, but when they bring the energy and when they don't commit the errors, when they hit a high percentage, it, it, they're, a completely different, they're a completely different team. And they look like that experience, that veteran powerhouse. And they're one of the best attacking teams. I mean, what, what kind of team can say that they have Claire Parsons, McKinley Ferguson, uh, Amateur Franz and Lauren Chasting at the net. I mean, there's not a single team in the conference that can match that. So, so being able to put those experienced, that veteran, valuable players at the net, hitting at a high percentage. Again, the errors are going to be are going to be either the the reason that they go far or the reason that they they have an early exit. I totally agree, and it will be interesting to see how this rest of the season plays out. This will be two good games this weekend, so for sure if you can get there, I would come support your Lady Owls. I don't do home games of the season, too, of yes. the regular season. Yes, of the regular season, for sure. And also, too, going from the queens of the court, let's go to the queens of the field. This women's soccer team, I mean, what were Jordan, you're going to have to test me on a lot of this. I've done a little research on it, but not, obviously, you're very more invested but playing in the A-Sun Championship this Saturday, Jordan, just tell us their journey of how they got here and what you see in this team in this postseason. Oh, man. I mean, how much time do we got, really? I mean, starting off this season, I mean, they lost so many minutes, guys. They lost so many goal scorers. Uh, you had Cameron Downs. You had Aaron Harris. Both of them departing from the program, graduating, moving on. And there were a lot of holes in this team coming into this season that if I'm being honest, I didn't know if they were ever going to get filled this year. Becky Contreras was out most of this, most of the season about, I want to say three fourths of the year and a sun pre pre-conference team member um, coming into the season, the, the woman that you look at and say, okay, that's where our production is going to come from. Well, she didn't play most of the year. So you had to have other players step up and that's exactly what happened. Tiana Rivera, one of the speediest players on the outside. She dominates that side of the flank, whichever side that they put her on. She has stepped up big time. Uh, Macy Rainwater, guys, a freshman, someone who has, who has come from, from absolutely out of nowhere, again, as a freshman, scoring four goals in the past two games. She had a hat trick against Central Arkansas, scored the lone goal against Bellarmine to go to the final. I mean, she's been absolutely on fire. And I mean, there, there's just so many other players like Isla Swinton, uh, Catherine Shrek has done everything that she needs to, of course, picks in between the posts is as good as it gets in the A Sun. But something that's really important to note about the soccer team, guys, this is the third straight time they've made it to the finals. Last year, the Lost Liberty won nil on a well, I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna go out on legend and say a controversial penalty kick call from the Flames. 
And I, I, we'll leave it at controversial right there. I would that say was last it was year. very controversial. Right. It, it was uh, it, it was one of those calls where it, it's especially with when it was called was a was a tough, uh, tough loss. But they bounce back again, losing a lot of minutes. They come back. They're a, a healthy mix of, of young and and veteran players this year. Um, and, and they're going to go play a very good team in Lipscomb, guys, a 14, four and one team a team that is pretty much dominated within within the ASUN conference. But I talked to Coach yesterday, and he said, yeah, you know, they're, they're a great team, but we have to we, – we cannot put them on a pedestal. I expect to hear Macy Rainwater's name yet again, and, um, and I, I'm expecting an Owls win as well. Thank you for that, Jordan. We all are expecting an Owls win. If, it, if anyone can do it, it's these girls. I've seen these girls – like last season, no one really expected them to go into the A-Sun championship game either. But these girls in the postseason, they just turn it around. Like it does not matter what they do in the regular season. You just give them a chance in that A-Sun tournament, and they've proven themselves, this, especially this season too, the past three seasons, that they will make it to that tournament, I mean that championship one way or another. So absolutely, um, I'm very excited to see the outcome for this game. But like I said, we don't have an interview today, but – I'm so glad I got to meet up with you guys and we could discuss just these sports here, these Olympic sports that mean so much to Kennesaw and are doing so well right now that just don't get the recognition that they need. Crazy so, to think that, that these sports are already over. It feels like the season just started. Seriously. Yeah. No, I and I'm, we're already we're already transitioning. We got men's and women's basketball, I think, starting next week as well. So it's yeah, it's, oh, yeah. it's crazy to see how, how all of these teams have just battled their way throughout the season and done such a good job and making some playoff pushes. Uh, it's going to be, like I said, can't wait to see all these seasons wrap up and how far that these teams go. Um, I mean, like golf, tennis, and cross country. Well, cross country is wrapping up, but golf and tennis obviously will go into the spring. But volleyball and soccer are – we're. I'm excited to see how these ladies finish out this season. And going into basketball, again – you will definitely want to tune into ESPN Plus to watch some girls' games because we will have our fellow intern friend, Jordan, Jordan Griffin. He will be calling the play-by-play. Sorry, that was a really awful way to introduce No, no, it was, it, it was perfect. It was perfectly natural. It really got my resume out there as an internship yes. friend. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No better way to be described. Yeah, that's right. I really couldn't think Better of keep way. You better not edit that one out. That better stay in there. <laughs> I, I will for sure keep that in there. But, yes, Jordan will be calling the play, um, the girls' basketball games this season, so we're excited for him. Um, he got a chance to do a lot of volleyball games. Like he said, he'll be on the volleyball call Sunday. And also, not to throw my resume out there, but – Oh, Lord. <laughs> I will be doing this Friday night, which is tomorrow, for the volleyball game. I will do my debut ESPN premiere – doing the sideline reporting for the volleyball game. Um, yeah! <laughs> Claps all around. Claps all around. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but, yes, for sure, don't tune into these sports just to see us. We're just there to shine a light on those athletes. Of course, come watch your Kennesaw State Owls this weekend as they take on Stetson and FGCU. Just to wrap things up here, thank y'all for tuning in every week to this podcast. I'm Riley Robinson, again, accompanied by my intern friends, um, or friend interns, whatever, uh, Jordan Griffith, Bryce Gobert, and Kendall Majette. And last but not least, what do you